Good morning. The point we were just discussing after Shacharis, I just want to elaborate for a minute on it because it's the biggest site in Navi. We're discussing over Shabbos and after why there was a plan for Nasan and then Nasan saw something was wrong. He told Basheva. Basheva was sent in to say, You promised Shlom is going to be king and I'm going to follow up with your story. And I did follow up. And David was convinced, and he got up despite his weakness, and he told the people he's supposed to be sitting on the throne. And he actually put him on the throne. He did the Mashiach there, and he became king, and Daniel was sidelined, Baruch Hashem. And the question we were just discussing is why we have a need for that. Why doesn't Nasanavi say, Kayamar Hashem, Shlom is going to be the next king? This is an extremely, extremely important decision for Kal Israel. Uh, was there an Avua? So the assumption that you were asking was, it's, it's posture there should have been an Avua, there was an Avua, and I don't see that that's necessarily the case. We don't have a Ferish Apostle, Kayim HaRashem, Shlomo's going to be the next king. Why not? The answer is, per our discussion about Rivka and Eliezer's test, the fact that there's even a Bas that a child was born and she's three years old and it's an obvious shidduch doesn't mean it's in the bag because everybody has bechira. A lot can happen and often even though Shlomo clearly should have been king it was a pella be'ene arabim. He was 12 years old and without uh, knowing the inner workings in Shemayim this was set up as part of the Nisayan for Klai Yisrael that even though it looks unusual Davina Melech said so, he promised, he has to keep his word, and Davina Melech has and always had Siat Deshmaya, Lachera, this is the Ratzon Hashem, and it was, it's clear, there's no Hashayla. Adonio thought otherwise, and Yayav and some other notables joined him for their own personal reasons. Yayav realized that he was in trouble anyway. Everybody had their own agenda. Be careful, you know, politics has uh, strange bedfellows, that the expression. Uh, so, these are all great people who some of them made some mistakes and they realized that the axe could fall if they're not with the right people and they realized incorrectly because Yayev ended up joining him and one of the reasons they had to execute Yayev is because he joined him and the other mistakes wouldn't have been punishable by death. See, here you think you're running away from justice and you get away with it and that's what got you in trouble in the first place. But it was, it was murky. And a lot of people, Adonio wasn't the fool. And this, uh, look at the rebellion, says, this thing didn't even get off the ground. Here he is bringing uh, Karbonus, and they're singing Yechi HaMelech, and then Shlomo's appointed, and that's the end of the whole thing. It was apparently a serious Havamina, and there were some heavyweights there. They were all wrong. Wrong side of Halacha, wrong side of Ashkafa, and wrong side of history. But Baruch Hu made it unclear enough that people would have Bechirah which is the aside, the Yisaitis of all of Tanakh and all of life, that it's not always so easy, Bedafka. And even though we look in hindsight and Rivka Emenu was the one three years ago and now she's two years old and she can uh, begin getting married with her maturity, uh, it wasn't in the bag and Eliezer, according to some, had to perform different tests to figure out was she the one and is this the way we're supposed to go? And the Pasha says, Nelson did not have a clear nevuah. And if they complicate matters, and we spoke about this on Tishabov, when Yoshio Amelach, we're going to get to in the next two years, 
was the considered the Gedele Malche Yehuda. And he did phenomenal things in the tshuva movement and turning Klai Yisrael around. His one fatal mistake, fatal in many ways, for himself, for Klai Yisrael, was he didn't listen to Yeshaya Novi when he said, let the king, Melech Mitzrayim, pass through and none of your business and there's not going to be a battle. And he said, well, Moshe Rabbeinu said, where did he go wrong? This is the $100 million question and the answer is not clear because the issue was not clear to him. He was obviously assuming that Yeshai was telling, this as, telling him this as an Eitzah Teva, not as an Avur. Nope. So according to this explanation, now that's Kavaldic. That's, that's, maybe that's true. Nassim Navi was saying it as an Eitzah Teva. Nassim Navi was right, but it wasn't an Avur. Hence the Havmin of Adonio and the others that followed him. So why is this so bad? So he's wrong. So it's So unfortunately over here for Yeshio and the rest of Klai, so this was an Avur. This was the Dvar Hashem. This wasn't Eitzah Teva. So now you're all confused. So how do you know? Apparently there's enough. That's the difficulty of learning Navi, but it's even more difficult when you were there. You were given enough Kalim, and Yoshio was smart enough that he could have figured it out. And it wasn't an Eitzah Teva. It was a Nevoah. Mind you, had it been an Eitzah Teva, you should have listened also. He would have been better off. And you listen to Nasser and Navi over here, and you're better off, and David Amal did the right thing. And here, all's well that ends well, and Shlomo became king. But it's not always that simple, and that's part of the Bechira process. And Yoshio thought, I knew Farshim say this, otherwise, why didn't he listen? So Chazal portrayed it as well. Your Rebbe said one thing in Chumash, and you're saying something else, and he was missing information. There was still love there, he wasn't Zechet, and he was missing information. Well, maybe that's why you should listen to the Eitzah of the Navi Adar. He's one of your Rabbeim. That itself is enough. But okay, he felt that he had a lot of Siyat Hashemai, which he normally did, but it was worse. It was the Dara Hashem, it wasn't the Neitzah. And part of the uh, difficulty as we continue is to figure out uh, when it's an Eitzah Teva and you should listen for that. And if you're struggling with that, if it's the Dara Hashem, there's nothing to discuss. Even if it's an Eitzah Teva, there's not much to discuss. That's the, uh, that's the challenge. Let's go back, speaking of uh, difficult, murky sugyas. So Geras is always fascinating. And uh, as we mentioned in our Geras Yerim a year ago, I don't know if you call this good news, it's news. If somebody's Magyar, Shalol Hashem Shemayim. This is the bedrock of the sugya. It's Magyar, clearly Shalol Hashem Shemayim, for marriage, for money, for fame, to be in the Israeli basketball team. That Geras never got off the ground. But, if you remember him. But uh, whatever the reason is, that's not a good reason to do Geiris L'Chathchile. We don't entertain that. Nowadays, as sort of like a Harar Shah, if he, let's say, is not Jewish, and she is, and she clearly wasn't from, she's living with him, but now they had a Hesiris. This happens once in a while, not often. And you got to look at each case and be very careful. Because already you know there's a motive that's not kosher over here. He wants to be Magyar because he wants to marry her, Kedasa Gedin, okay, well, it's better than living together. Yes and no. He's often doing it because his figure wants to kill him. Not his figure yet. She still wants to kill him. Just not have a meaning of being a figure. She's right. Daughter's Nebuch married to, married, living with a non-Jew. So of course he wants to make it right. He wants to satisfy everybody. So that, if there's no have of Kabbalah's mitzvahs, there's nothing to discuss, unfortunately. Yeah. Bagels and locks, however, that became Jewish. And giving $18 to UJA, however, that became Jewish. And uh, J and F, even though there's a mitzvah of Yishuvay Tisrael, 
this morning with uh, Ari yesterday, is talking about Metziah. They made a nisdurabanon to be acre a tree that doesn't belong in my field. It got washed here from a storm, and it got rooted in my field. And the Gemara says, an iser for me to cut it down. And the Gemara says, why is there an iser? The Gemara says, Mishram Yishar Ve'i Anything like that. That doesn't mean uh, every tree you plant uh, depends why you're doing it, where you're doing it. I mentioned to you, did you ever see the green line? I never knew why it's called the green line. And you're driving. All of a sudden, it's not green anymore. The green line was where JNF planted all the trees before 1967. It became a nice green line. So plant the tree, you get... Uh, Certainly, the question is, that doesn't mean we agree with the hashkafas uh, of all the people planting the trees. But the person wants to be Magyar, if he's not interested in doing the Geras process of accepting mitzvahs, there's nothing to discuss. If he's really interested and she's really interested in going along with this, and they both want to be from, then there's what to discuss. So it's good they want to be Magyar mitzvahs. The intent, what's propelling this, is pretty bad. So l'chatchila, in days gone by, we don't entertain such a geiris. Nowadays, as a roshot, to save her neshama, because she's not going to become from otherwise, if he's really interested in doing it, then we'll discuss it. Usually it doesn't work out, sometimes it does. And become from and live happily ever after the shameless affairs. At any given time, I have a few of those on the table. Uh, one from a couple weeks ago, I just haven't had time to get back, and I'm not in a rush, because... Usually they don't work because it starts off, they're already together. First thing you got to do is separate them and find out uh, he's not yet a yid. She wants to do tshuva. So how real is that process and what is he willing to accept and what does he know about this? But if they're doing it, whether it's because of marriage or basketball or money or lions, in our case, we can get back to now, it's not a great reason to come, but if they're coming and they're really serious, the Lions, by the way, they were the most serious because you get married, you don't get married, you make the basketball team, you don't. Okay, yeah, tomorrow's another day. Lions are life-threatening situation, and uh, if you don't do something about it, you get eaten. And it wasn't a lot of fun. So they sent the message last week to Melech Asher, can you help us? We have a very bizarre situation over here. And uh, they realized that something to do with the God of Israel who's the god of everybody, but they didn't know that yet. And they said, can you please do something? And he ordered a chacham. The only small problem is he's not a chacham. He ordered somebody he thought was a Jewish sage, I'll use that word, to go teach them all about Judaism. I'm using the English words because he wasn't a sage and he didn't know much about Judaism. He was Jewish, he was from the Sarasashvatim, and he was in Golis. And what did Asher know? Melech Asher, he's Jewish. So um, a rabbi. So he sent him to go teach him. So what did he teach him? He taught him what he knew. And what did he know? We know what he knew because that's why he went into Gullis. He knew there was a God. He knew about Shabbos and Tefillin and Yantif and Matzah and all those good things. And he also knew that you go to Ashkam Minyan, Rachman Litzlan, and then you go to the Temple of the Baal, and that's fine, just as long as you do a little of this and a little of that. And uh, Rachman Litzlan, that's what he taught him. See, we're going to have a bizarre situation. These Shemarinim, as we mentioned last week, are here to stay as a thorn in our side for a long, long time. This, this is not a short story of Navi. This is a long historical perspective. And the Gemara has a long-standing debate. Were the people over here, Geri Arias, Geri Emes? Geri Arias means what propelled them to be Magyar, which everybody admits is what happened, as the Pusik says, but there remained only Geri Arias. They never really accepted mitzvahs. And the other, Mandama says the Geri Emes. And historically, we're going to see right now, you look at the Pesukim, they were clearly Geri Arias. The Pusik is the Beferish. They were not Makabal of the mitzvahs, and they kept doing over the Zars. How can they be a Mandama Geri Emes? That's a very strong question we're going to have to deal with. The answer is going to be that now everybody holds only Gary Arias and never got off the ground. 
later they stayed in Eitzis all so long, some of them actually accepted the mitzvahs later. So then the Machlekes was, the people we're looking at now, are they now Gary Emes? Some of them are, some of them aren't. There was always a confused uh, situation. Uh, did this Gary's ever get off the ground later? Their children, grandchildren, whatever, maybe some of them when they were older. But it's going to be very clear, we're going to read today, it was Gary Arias, what propelled them to come was Fear of the Lions, and they did a pretty lousy job in accepting mitzvahs because the people that taught them didn't know what they were doing, which is uh, a machala today in America and other countries. Either they don't know what they're doing or they know what they're doing, but they don't really get them to accept all the mitzvahs because they're not interested. And that, unfortunately, is most of the time with some notable positive exceptions. And uh, as we mentioned in separate... uh, Shirim, uh, the Matzav and Yisrael, with the whole issue of uh, thousands and thousands of people coming in, Russians and uh, non-Jews and uh, from the great uh, Aliyah that happened over there and other people, and they just bring them into the army and they teach them uh, all pun and they put on tefillin once maybe and they, and then they say, poof, you're Jewish. Magic wand. And they never makabal misses. It's clear as day they never makabal misses. And the scariest part, I, I think I set up this mice when we had the Sherem last year. I was walking to the Kaisal minding my own business. I always start off minding my own business. And uh, somebody uh, sees me from um, clearly 100 yards away and uh, says, Rabbi Viner, uh, turned around and then he starts running after me with two huge farms in his hand. He got up to me. I recognized him. I hadn't seen him in many years. Uh, Israeli fellow. Nice guy. And he said, I heard you in Eretz Yisrael. So I said to him, this is all in Hebrew, so I think he understood me and I think I understood him. I said, uh, it looks like it's more than you think I'm in it. It looks like you were waiting for me like the last three days. Maybe I'd come to the castle. He said, yeah, something like that. Coincidence, he happened to be holding this farm and he <laughs> I was walking there. It was very early in the morning, like Nate's. So he said, yeah, I, I heard that uh, maybe you come to Nate's. So I said, well, nice to see you. Well, what can I do for you? He said, um, you know, uh, Rabbi so-and-so? That's what the conversation went downhill. I didn't even see what was in his hand yet. So um, this is trying to avoid reading most of the news and all the Lush and Har that's out there. I'm reading very few of the blogs. That's the one you guys bring me and put in my face uh, five times. Uh, but I heard the name. Uh, I said, yeah. I'm not going to give you more Marmar Canvas than that. He said, you know, you just came out with a safer. It's not a safer. This is too firm, like 700 pages. So I saw where this going already. I said, yeah. He says, you know, um, there's a big controversy here about the, the Geras of all the thousands of people who many claim are not Jewish at all. He wrote a Sefer, and in the Sefer he has all the Rayas that they're Jewish. Scariest Sefer I ever saw. You can write 700 pages about nothing. It's the whole, you say, the whole Sefer was written for, he claims that Sefer and Hilfus Geras, the whole Sefer was written to try to prove this point that doesn't exist. And it's scary because a half a Tamachacham is more dangerous. He starts quoting Ramams and Gemaras and Rashvas and Marshas. And, uh, and um, I started, it was like painful reading because like every single one was slightly misquoted. Just slightly. And uh, so he came, he says, I have this farm over here. I wanted to present to you as a gift. So now I'm going to the Kaisal with my thing and two farm that weigh about 50 pounds. And uh, I'm, maybe I'm too nice, I don't know. Maybe I'm not nice enough. I don't know which depends on the scenario, but uh, I, what am I going to do? Tell him I don't want this farm. So I smiled. I said, thank you very much. He said, you're going to read it? I said, uh, probably. He said, well, that's good because it's uh, good to have you on board in controversy. I said, on board, you're not going to have me, but if you want, I'll take a look. Um, it's um, sad. 
because this is all to be Ashiv that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people and they had children by now and uh, they were all Gary Arias and they accepted less mitzvahs than these Shemurnim did. That's the, uh, that's the sad part. So with that introduction, let's go back to Malachim Bey's Perig Yud Zayin, Pasuk Chav Zayin. Can you go back to Chavav? This was their letter to Melech Asher. The problem is that it should be the one God. It's probably Elohei mixed with the Avodah But We're getting killed. Get one of those priests, the Jewish ones. And the problem with Kainim and Tanakh is you don't know whether they're on our side or the other side. This guy is not on our side. Asher Glisa Misham, the one that left there to Israel, he's from there, he'll know what to do. He's going to teach them, and he began to teach them, how do you do this religion? Fear, fear. But the problem is that uh, he's going to teach them that and he's going to teach them what to do after the Ashkaman Minion. <laughs> if he would stop with the. They recognize, interesting, they're all the Madrid recognize, Me'ashem Yasadav. Lions don't eat people every morning in Eretz So they realize the God of the land is angry. And he taught them, yes, the God of the land is very angry. You guys better shape up. If you guys don't start keeping Shabbos and putting on tefillin and at least going to some Minion, you're going to be in big trouble. And they told him, however, when I lived here, we did that. And then we also did this. So obviously it's okay. The fact that he's now in Gullus was lost on him. Why don't you live here anymore? I don't know. Just needed to relocate. You know, one of those things. What, 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 why didn't he learn his lesson? So we'd like to think that everybody who goes to Gullus learns the lesson right away. Well, we're in Gullus. We didn't learn all our lessons yet. So he taught them what he knew, which was unfortunate. Pasuk Haftes. Ve'yu aisim goi goi elohav. And basically, they kept on doing what they were doing in the old country. And they added on more, which is a spattering of the Jewish religion. And if you look at the Mitzvahs David in Chavtes, they brought all their Avodazars in their homeland like before. And this Jewish Galuch didn't convince them otherwise. Because he was one of the priests for the Bamas. So, of course, he's going to teach them the incorrect way. So, how are they going to come out better than the Rebbe? And they didn't. And then we give you a list of the examples of what they brought with them. Benoist for Anshe Kus, Asu as Nargel, for Anshe Hamas, Asu as Hashima, for Avim, and a whole hodgepodge of uh, different. Uh, Asher did such a fantastic job at moving everybody. He didn't stop moving nations. He moved everybody and mixed them up, and nobody knew what hit them, and they, they didn't care. You have 700 of Arazaris, you have 700, 705. What difference does it make? So they just accept more. For Avim, Asu, Nivchaz, Ves Tartak. It's interesting, the, uh, the concept over here, which we find the Hanukkah and the Greeks, the Greeks were very open-minded. 
the uh, liberals of the time. So they couldn't understand. They, they have a lot of so much beauty in your religion and Judaism. We love your Torah. We're going to translate it, add it to our library. And you accept our stuff. And we have a lot of philosophy and chachmah and one happy family. That was the danger of Hanukkah. That was the Chiddush of the Chashmanaim. And they were up against a lot of internal machlekes uh, because a lot of Yidin felt, no, what's so bad? They're not asking us to not keep the Torah. And they like our Torah. And they asked us to come give Shir in Alexandria. What's, what's the problem? And uh, one of the three black days in Teves coming up is that we have to translate the Torah. Now they think that they have access to this and that it's our Torah, your Torah, his Torah. It's, it's all the same thing. So this was a common theme before monotheism is that uh, you just believe in whatever you want and then if somebody comes, you'd be nice. You believe in his stuff also. What difference does it make? And it all sounded very nice and friendly. So you have the Avim, Asa Nivcha says Tartak, Vas Parvim, Sarfim is B'nai Be'ish, and they were into their Moilach, Adra Melech, and Moilach had different, uh, same type of uh, sacrifice, Machalik Zishanim, where they burnt the kids, they passed them between two fires, and they got singed, and they did this to different gods. Vana Melech, Elohai, Safar Vovim, Safar Vayim, Yurayim is Hashem, and on top of all this, they learn very quickly how to do some mitzvahs also. And this Pasuk sums it up. They had fear of the only God, because they were getting eaten by the lions. They're still doing their old Avodah It really wasn't real Yerush Hashem, because they really accept the mitzvahs. And they're not doing exactly the old thing or the new thing, but they didn't clearly, and this is, that's why they can't be a mandarma, they have Gary Amos at the beginning, because the Pasuk says, they're not doing what Yiddish God is, except Tayyag Mitzvahs. They didn't accept everything. So of course, the question you all should be asking is the Pasuk says, clearly, this thing never got off the ground. Sounds like, doesn't say first, sounds like to me that the lions stopped eating them. So why did the lions stop eating them? They got this Galach to teach them. He didn't know what he was doing, so they don't know what they're doing. And now they have one added uh, religion to their list, the only real one, but they, that was like a Derech Agav, and they kept on doing everything else, and the lions apparently stopped eating them. So what's the answer? Why? It was, a, it was a chance for tremendous, tremendous chizik for Yehuda. Yehuda's still here. Yehuda's still here. Can you imagine the inspiration? They're in Yehuda. There are still some nice from people in Yehuda. We have yet the golden age of some of the Malachim coming up. We didn't get to Chizkiah, uh, Yeshia. So here they see Nisim Galuyim. The whole area just north of them, the whole kingdom. They hear reports that the people doing Avodah Zarah and they get eaten by lions. Now, you would say, and it's a good shayla, they should have had a kasha. They said, well, it's interesting, when the Yidin were here, and they were doing about as our lions didn't come eat them. So, it's a very good question. I, what? Yeah, so, but the uh, fellows who just came didn't have too much time to operate. Okay, okay. I, I, I think, 
that's certainly a great part of it. I think as well, Baruch Hu, as a, and this is a chizuk to the Yidden who are here, and historically, Hashem said, my kindleloch didn't behave, I waited a long time, and then they had to leave, they had to go into Gullus. I'm not going to make this land inhabitable for people who are going to come in and do the same thing. Right, and we have that. We have that historically that we know by the Tzachach. It says the land's not going to grow anything, and uh, and Lahavdil, Mark Twain um, took a tour to find out firsthand. That was Mark Twain, huh? yes. and he says nothing growing over here. It's unbelievable. The whole there's nothing going on. So again, uh, we spoke about trees before. Uh, whatever we spoke about modern Zionism and whatever you hold of what was done, what wasn't done. The land, when Eden came back, is blooming. That doesn't mean everything is uh, wonderful. But, Haladavrahu, thousands of years, nothing worked. If you wanted to lose money, you made an investment there, and nothing, nothing grew, nothing, nothing existed. Not... So, part of the message over here is yes, Kelach Apayim, the Yidden stayed there for a long, long time. They were finally asked to leave because they weren't doing the right thing. And then they come, these people do the same exact thing. They don't get the Kelach Apayim because they're not Yidden, and Hashem wants to show that uh, if I threw them out, uh, this is not going to work for you either. Which is why uh, I never studied it in depth. Maybe, Yaakov, you can get some data. I don't know. You're going to have to go to um, Istanbul to get the archives. But I don't know how much nachas the Turks had from their holding of Israel. I know the British didn't have much nachas. Uh, all the people that held it in between, they had crusades and the Christians held it and the Muslims back and forth, the people killing each other all the time. I don't know if anybody had any productive uh, economic hatzlocha uh, there throughout the ages. We know that when the Tamid Yagro started going to Tamid Bel Shemtiv, you couldn't make a Parnassah there. They had, everybody was living on the Chalukah. It was a schus, the Yidin in Europe wanted a Chalukah of Yishore to sell, so they supported them. They were sitting and learning a lot, a lot of Chalukah Tzadikim in Yishalayim and Tzfas and Tveria. Uh, you couldn't really uh, make ends meet. I remember the Yushalayim Shalmaila stories. One of my, it's stuck in my head for my, uh, if your kids aren't reading that when they're young, you should have them reading that. Uh, because you can't replace the, uh, the Kedusha it's soaked with. I remember one of the things, there was a guy in Poland, and he decided he's making Aliyah, a great mysterious Nefesh in the early 1900s. And he, in Europe, was a glassmaker. He had glass in Europe, and somebody was doing it, they knew how to cut it. They had his tools, and he, the story tells, he packed up all his tools, and he's going to go to Yushalayim, and uh, he's going to make his panasa there, and uh, he landed, and he sets up shop. No customers. He has all his tools and everything, and no, nobody's coming. And he's waited and waited and waited, and nobody came. And he realized that they were so poor in Yushalayim, nobody really used glass too much, because nobody can afford it. Because they had like windows, they used to stuff shmatas in, and something broke, and it broke. And then he went on the chalukah. But he tried. That was the, uh, nothing really worked until now. They have a couple of uh, new computer chips, and things are going. Yes? Is there any reason why the stock and not do them or anything else? Why? Again, what? Is that maybe why it's Arayas Dafka and not do them or something else, connection to you? Interesting. That was their sample to give them chizik, yeah. It's a nice, uh, nice shot. Yeah, there are other wild animals that, that have been used before. Right? Like Alicia used the duba. That's an interesting deer. But it's interesting. I, I can't prove this, but the Pusik doesn't report that they stopped eating them, but it sounds like they didn't send another message to Melchashur. They said, okay, thank you very much. Very nice lessons. We picked it up and everything's okay. So what's the answer, Apiyalacha? 
I believe, is that Goyim, according to many people, are not really Muzer and Shutfus. That's the Christianity issue with the... So that's a different type of Shutfus over there. They believe in other things, but they're not bowing down. Well, it depends on the branch of Catholicism. Over here, they're still mamish doing active Odazar, but they do believe in Hashem. That's a step up for them, and that's probably enough to call off the lions. That's, that's my, only, my only pshat of Yolochah, why this worked. And it solved the problem for now, so they were quiet. Again, as we go on, they're going to become sworn enemies of the Jews because we didn't fully accept them because there were halachic issues with the Geiris. But we'll pick that up next week. Let's go to the Pelagites. Yeah. Right. We're talking about the Yidden or the Goyim that came? No, I'm talking about the Yidden, that, you know, why all of a sudden the lions came back and that whole thing. The Yidden, there was only one Yid that came back over here. He was the Galach who taught them. So you're talking about the Yidden looking at it from Yehuda or the rumors they're going to get to Chutzloid? When they find themselves in a difficult predicament once again, perhaps it's because they despaired. No, I'm saying, but you're talking about the ones of Chutzloid that where we went to Galus? As we spoke about in the last few weeks, unfortunately, I don't know how many reports they're getting over here because we never really hear from them again. I'm sure the rumors, uh, the papers were reporting that there are strange things going on. I just saw on the lines reading everybody. You're saying, why didn't they get physic from that? Some of them came back that we already had a source for. The masses were very far and assimilating quickly. So maybe some of them heard, but the people in Yehuda are right next door. So I'm sure they certainly got some physic from this whole, uh, this whole mice of... Right. So the didn't react to the stopped eating, the whole thing died down. Yeah. Do yeah, yeah. That's also part of it. The whole the whole nice nigla was given for a time, and after that, uh, you know, it goes away. It gay again. If somebody does gay is to get married, what's to stop getting eaten by lions or to join the team? And he's really makabel mitzvahs. The gay is chal. That didn't happen over here. The pasuk said three times that they still did their avodas and they. Picked up something else. So my question is, so why did the lion stop eating them? What? Yeah, but they, if you, if you want to go there, Tinek Shanishba, when they got there, they didn't know what hit them. They were just transplanted there and they thought they were doing the right thing also. They, what did they know? They didn't know from many God. They were there, but they 20 a generation. But they didn't. But they didn't. That's the problem. They didn't accept all the mitzvahs. They were still doing over the later, later on, some of them did. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know any so here's this this, uh, this this Jewish uh, guy who's telling them this is how to. So as far as they're concerned, they're, they're But they didn't know any better. If you want to say they're Shaggy and the Anusim, they didn't know any better in the first place. Why the lions eat them? Hundreds of them got killed in the first place. So if that's an excuse, they shouldn't have gotten eaten. And if it's not an excuse, then why did it get fixed up? So one answer is at least it's Shutzvah now. At least they're they're davening the Ashkamamin into the true God. So something here. And there's be Meshatev for us, that's Avodazar. But for them, Shutvis might be Bidyevid okay. Is, is it possible we could say that they saw Sarah Sashpatan and they were all Avodazar also? And they recognized Hashem. Yeah. They said, now we're doing a 100% Kawah. That's what this Galah told him. That's exactly what this Galah told him. He said, 
Yeah, I don't know if they met them. It sounds like the Shvatim went to Golos and then Ashur, but I don't know what, I don't know how many, how many people passed on the way. But, but they didn't have to meet them personally. This Golos said, I'm from them, we used to live here, and this is the way we did it. That's exactly what he told them. And he said, okay, well, if this is the way you did it. So no, did nobody asked, like, well, if this is the way you did it, why'd you leave? That, that's, that somehow was missed. So if they, if they have the wrong instructions, but they think they're really yeah. dedicating themselves to Hashem, that's not... They, when they came, every other of us thought they were really dedicating, dedicating themselves to some god. But ignorance of the law, the Rambam says, for Zion mitzvahs, havalei lumad v'lolama. The Amir Mutter is not Mutter for a guy. That's a sugya coming up in Makkas. So uh, get prepared if you're learning Dav Yemi. Uh, they only have Zion mitzvahs. They're supposed to get this straight. Because it's not really an excuse. Shutzvahs is already Yeshita in Peskim. There might be the sheet of the Ramah. The Nadida says it's not, but the Pesachat Shuva says it is. And he's talking about Christianity. That's uh, Shutzvah. Okay, let's go to the Peleyates. Speaking of running away from lions or snakes, let's first finish off the last three lines on page Samachtes of Bereach. Sometimes proper shtadlis, even if you're the Gadladar, you still have to work within Teva. Proper shtadlis is to run. We know Shmuel and Avi was told to go anoint David. And he said, anoint David? Shaul's alive, he's going to kill me. And Hashem said, yeah, go under the pretext that you're bringing a carbon, and then slip away from the festivities and go to Yishai's house and find the king and anoint him very quietly. And that's in the sugya, which we spoke about yesterday as well, as Shalucha Mitzvah and the Gemara says, why was Shmuel nervous? Shalucha Mitzvah and the Gemara says, Makam Shriya Why is it Shriya Chazeka? The answer is, Shaul's alive. The fact that he's not standing there, Shriya Chazeka. Somebody anoints a new king while the king's sitting on the throne. That is Shriya Chazeka. That's a very dangerous thing to do. It's called Meribah Malchus. Ah, Hashem told you to do it. Okay, so go explain that to everybody after they try you and convict you. Ah, you're Shmuel and Avi, you're his Rebbe. Okay, but that still looks like a Merida. So Shmuel asked a good Shaila, and Hashem said, yeah, of course, that's what I meant. Go and go under a different guise of uh, some festivity of Karban and a Drosha and a whole Sudas mitzvah, and then slip away for 20 minutes. It didn't take 20 minutes because he saw the sons and he couldn't figure out who's supposed to be king but however long it took and try to do it under the radar which he accomplished the examples he gives Pelayets go three lines before the end of this piece uh, the first word in the line Rochuk Afil Mashash Rochuk Shel Sakana Kvar Amru Inchi a famous expression Misha Barach Ima Loi Sevake which means somebody runs away his mother shouldn't cry Sevake says shouldn't cry for him because if he ran and he has brains mustama, he did the right thing to get out of danger. Matzina gedeli elam shabarchu v'nitzlu v'yivrach Yaakov coming up v'yivrach Meisha v'yivrach Eliyahu kadaima. After Meisha Ben's neck turned to stone and they couldn't get the sword through, uh, we would think perhaps why run? Obviously, I'm very well protected. They tried to kill me and it didn't work. The joke's on them. And the Pusik says, but afterwards he ran. He ran away for a long time. Went to Kush, became king, uh, ultimately went to Midjan. What did he run for? He just had an ace nigla. The answer is, you have an ace nigla once, you count your blessings, you don't rely on Nisim, even Moshe Rabbeinu. And he ran. We learned this here very carefully. The biggest Pella, saddest moment after the showdown in Har Carmel. Who won the showdown? Elio, we won. The right side. And right after that, everybody said, Hashem Olakim, and he made a million Bali in one second. Gavaldik. And he shechted all the Navi Abal, put him in their place, and who would be put in his place? Achav, even Achav started doing Tshuva. And Elio ran before him to show him covered. He's now wavering, as Achav always did. And it was Gavaldik, what can go wrong now? 
the next morning, not a month from now, not a year from now, the next morning, Ezevel sends him a message. If you're in town another few hours, I'm going to have your head. So we read the passage and we laugh it off. What kind of idle, empty threat was that? The lady has no power whatsoever. Well, one person didn't think so, and that was Elio Anovi, and he ran. Ezevel didn't make idle threats, and unfortunately she still had plenty of power because the people were fickle and she knew it. So she's just going to make sure somebody sends out one comment on a blog and then we'll scout the whole thing the other way, unfortunately. So uh, she knew. She knew what she could do, and Elia also knew what she could do, so he ran. And we don't find any criticism of that. As a matter of fact, he ran, and Akash Baruch Hu woke him up, and B'derach Neis had him go on that, uh, that last snack all the way to Sinai, and then there was a discussion, and then he retired. But um, the running wasn't the taina on him. If you hide till it blows over, let's just start Bechir. Part of the Bechira, as we started the year with, is to know the Nisayan is here to help you exercise the Bechira, and the fact the decision is not easy is to your benefit if you work hard to try to find out the information and seek the right counsel and make the right decision. Just like a businessman weighs his decisions very carefully, before you make the allocation and spend the money, you check and recheck. We discussed the very unusual shvua that Eliezer Ever Avram was forced to make by Avram Avinu. He called him into his office, and the Pesach makes note of the fact he was Meishel B'chol HaShaloi. We know who Eliezer is. Why did he repeat that? Answer is because even though he's Moshe Bechal Shaloi, he was the CEO, chief of staff, in charge of all his assets. He had a blank checkbook and a credit card. And Abmavinu never checked on anything, trusted him implicitly. And now it comes to the Shidduch, simple instructions go to my hometown and find her. And as we said, depends on which sheet you hold like. Either he gave an exact address or an approximate address, but it wasn't that difficult a job, Lachar. And he kept repeating, don't take a girl from Menes Kedan. And he made him make a shvu, the race of Benikitis Chayfetz. Why? Here's the man he trusted with everything. Billions of dollars. The answer is that before you make an investment, you check carefully. If money is the most important thing to you, you check that more than anything else. And if your son is the most important thing, and the shidduch is the most important thing, and the chinuch is the most important thing, you check and recheck and recheck, and you don't leave it to chance that, yeah, I don't know who they're hanging around with, but it's probably okay. That's dangerous, and that's why he says over here, treat it like you treat your next business deal. You try to make the best deal possible. What a businessman does is he's running a, a retail shop. You have to take a little bit of everything to satisfy the customers. You take the item that has the highest markup and you stock more of that. But what he's going to get into, which we'll see next Shabbos, is an amazing idea which can be quoted out of context that the day is short, and Malacham Ruba, there's a lot to do, and all from people want to do is mitzvahs, mitzvahs, and more mitzvahs. You've got to be a smart investor and try to figure out which mitzvahs have. Lahavdil Aleph Avdal is the biggest bang for the buck. I use that, that's not a nice expression for a mitzvah, but I'm using that because he's comparing it to business. That was his muscle. No, but it says that you should always be careful about the mitzvahs. And all mitzvahs are great, and you can't treat mitzvahs big and small. It's a mission of us. 
So why is he suggesting? He's about to suggest that you make wise investments. It's an important question. The answer to that question we'll see on Shabbos. And if you're only coming on Sunday, we'll take a look and we'll ask me to recap it.